0: Do you like conversation on a variety of topics? Feel like no one wants to talk about the things that interest you? Tired of only hearing the same political, sports, or catastrophe talk? Yeah, we feel that way too. Join two high-functioning geeks as they discuss just about anything under the sun. We can't tell you what we'll be talking about each week, because we don't know where our brains will take us it will be an interesting conversation though so hang on and join us here comes the relentless geekery
1: i'm bored with the uh background that i have it's post christmas so let me see what's yeah. a good thing you've got uh, some good sci-fi there let's see i think i've already featured the bat cave so we don't want that
0: well actually it's not sci-fi it's uh oh hunky racing guys <laughs> it's, it's vin diesel and uh cena <laughs> too fast and too furious and yes stuff like too fast <laughs> and too furious for the 20 millionth time <laughs> let's see let's try that one in fact uh sure, Ooh, sure. yeah don't know
1: what that's supposed to be. it's funny that you should have uh john cena up there because and actually this might be one of the first Podcast that we've done where we didn't do a little communication beforehand saying, Hey, how about some topics to cover? Yeah. So, here yeah. I'll jump out there. John Cena is on a show that has just been revived that I really liked, and it's called Wipeout. Really? <laughs> have you ever seen it? No. Oh, Stephen, it's my guiltiest, most horrible pleasure. <laughs> it's a huge obstacle course for adults. Oh, yeah. Have- okay.
0: Yeah. 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 Okay.
1: They have to dodge big rotating arms. They're going to knock them off the platform while they jump from thing to thing. And they have to bounce on big red balls Four of them across. And of course, you know, one of the themes of the show is big balls and that kind of stuff. It used to be two guys, John. And why can't I remember John Anderson, John Hadron or something like that, John Heffron. And they were really witty and really like pleasantly snarky. And it went until 2014. And when it went away, I just can't tell you how deprived I felt. It's foolish. It's stupid. People get it in the face. They take horrible pratfalls. And yet some, what part of me, the German part thinks that others' pain is amusing. And so I I just, I would laugh my, my butt off. It went away and I was deprived that I just recently discovered. I think it's been going on maybe TBS, which I don't get, but now it's been packaged for HBO Max. And and so i've already binge watched like five episodes in, in four <laughs> days early january and it, they're not quite as witty but it's still fun and and i just if you've watched american ninja warrior it's the same kind of thing where it's amazing that people can do some of the things they do how do you hang from just the top part of your knuckle for 10 yards across the wall And go up and down, be able to reach out and pull your entire body weight with this. (laughs) And this isn't quite that level of beautiful skill and expertise, but people are so game. They're willing to try anything. They will be laughing and swearing and and getting exhausted because some of them aren't in, like one of the contestants was fittest man in Luxembourg. And so that's a cool thing to be the fittest person in the entire country. And of course, the hosts were making fun of. Oh, Luxembourg. Oh yes. That's a teeming huge country. Isn't that what you were the, of the, of the three that were in there? You were the fittest. Right. <laughs> and so, so I just, I don't know what it is, but it's the fact that people are so game and, and the prize is like $25,000 for the couple that wins, that goes through all this potential pain, humiliation, amazing feats of balance and speed and strength and all that kind of stuff. And often the couple are like a guy in a gal, and So to see the guys that like you think they're going to be the ones that do the strength moves and then the ladies are the ones that can pop out a couple push-ups to get up this wall and the guys are the ones that are actually very agile in a way you would have thought it defies stereotypes it's just a goofy delight i yeah. get so many laughs out of it in half an hour i know i'm gushing i'm sorry so, so
0: um, american ninja that has been around since the late 80s because yeah. i remember My friend Reese broke his leg, like really bad, shattered it, and it was horrible. So he couldn't like move for two weeks or something. Couldn't go to school or anything. So I recorded some what was a headbangers ball with Ricky Rockman from MTV, and then there was some
1: headbangers,
0: yeah, American Ninja Warrior contest, and it was early. So we were like, "Oh, that looks cool. Let's watch it." One of the first episodes that we watched. Do you remember in Lost Boys? the hanger-on vampires that Kiefer had, the three, one of them turned out to be Bill and Ted's Adventures and a couple yes, others. Do exactly. you remember the one vampire with the long black hair?
1: Not, not offhand.
0: Okay, it, it, there was one. <laughs> but but he, he was on this show. He was on that show. Oh and this my. was when these shows were just starting. So they didn't have everything worked yeah. out and all the rules. So they had this, like, 10-foot-tall medicine ball. And then there was a narrow little beam going across a pit full of styrofoam or whatever the hell it was to okay. the other side and they said they had the ball sitting in front of the thing and they said you have to get to the other side right and this other guy's running and doing all this stuff i'm cool he man he's pushing this ball and it's balancing he's right the vampire guy i forget his name John, johnny winthrop or something like that jim okay. winthrop whatever but he goes up looks Shoves the ball into the pit and runs across the beam, and they went, "Oh, we didn't think of that." Yeah, you have to be touching the ball and moving the ball across the
1: beam. You can't just eliminate. You know, it's funny. I wasn't aware of it way back then. I knew that Ninja Warrior started out as a Japanese game show. Yes, uh, and I'll run with the stereotype on this. Have you ever, whenever I see those things being imported, they're amazing in what they are willing to ask contestants to do. They're really dangerous. They're really humiliating, and yet people are willing to say sure i can eat fire ants sure i can pull like that you those, know those are over over a jello pudding and if i fall in i might die in the pudding there's no way to get me out and yet so for a while we were doing knockoffs of it. Wipeout has actually had lawsuits against it because they said it was too similar to similar shows in Japan without having gotten any clearances or licenses or anything. And actually, the wipeout people said, Well, actually, it's more like Fear Factor than it is any of those, but they worked it out <laughs> exactly. Unless it was also they were all a mark, T- you know, Goodman Bill Thompson production, whoever those production companies are. So money exchange hands and now it seems to be all good, but I, I when when I've seen those kind, especially I don't know, to get away from wipeout, which I, I admire how game people are. Ninja Warrior, the way people can really stand on something like, like a square foot and then jump through six of those escalatingly up to get to another platform. I, and then they just look at it and they you can see them visualizing their steps and dot dot. And I guess I've never been the master of my body. You know what I mean? <laughs> I have okay balance and I have reasonable. Strength and stamina and stuff like that. But being able to like take an arm and then curl yourself around it to be able to go through a hoop. <laughs> like when I see Jackie Chan movies and you see oh, the yeah. stunts he can do, we might have talked about this before. Who in the world can go running at a doorway and not go through the door, dive through the transom over the door when doors still stuff, yeah, and not. Catch
0: his hoodie, not catch an elbow. I would clean myself out. (laughs) Keep in mind, you are seeing take number seventy-six out of seventy-five. They got the right one, or they did. They took angles from three different ones that worked well. So keep that in mind. You're probably right, but I've I've seen the blooper reels. He often follows his movies with blooper reels, and you can see,
1: like from what I understand, he's broken like every part of his body and has forty total breaks or something like that. So the fact that he can. Jump like onto the top of a balloon Again. in midair, yeah. and
0: wow! And then they don't show where they really had to hop the little concealed chute because he was going to die. You <laughs> right. know I mean? Well, I think for you, I think like in D and D terms, your uh, dexterity is probably only eight or nine, or the little programming only extends like down through your waist or something. But <laughs> there's. I'm a tank in D D terms. You know, <laughs> yeah, I'm right? the fighter that you send in first. That yeah. can take a lot of your dexterity is twenty two,
1: and the, you know, all the spellcasters and all the the uh, range attacks right. are going just over my shoulders to kill the other. Party. Your strength
0: <laughs> is twenty two, so it's modified like so. exactly. Um, <laughs> but the the ninja warrior, I get that testosterone thing. I, prove it to yourself. Prove it to others. It's a challenge. It's yeah. there's that thing going on because. back maybe not now i don't know i take that back i still would ask my wife when i broke my hand i was still jumping around and climbing she's yelling at me i was Um. like but my (laughs) stepson's always hey that pole's taller than that one do you think you can jump this one yeah i think i can do that it's always those hold my beer moments
1: (laughs) (laughs) exactly what yeah and it's funny i feel almost obligated to mention it really was a testosterone challenge all the ninja warriors japan wise there was like one out of the first hundred contestants that was a lady, if I remember correctly. Otherwise right. they were all, and, and sometimes they were, they were, nobody was sumo build, but they were wedge build or they were whippet build where right. they looked like ninjas, if you will. And then when the ladies started to appear, it was like, wow, they really do have still The proportionate strength that they really can do those things. They have incredible balance. They have they have stamina. They have resilience. Like whatever gets you through. It isn't only can I do one thing. It's can I do six things in a row and not have my forearms on fire with how much I've worked them. (laughs) You know what I mean? So it's really cool to see the various different strengths that various different people have. And and if anything, just that like speed seems to be a big element. I I might I love playing role playing games in a lot of ways because i know who i am and i know what i'm capable of and i'm proud of that but it's very cool to play somebody else what if i was the wiry thief that really can hide in the shadows and, and get things not by um brute force but by finesse by guile what if i was the ninja that always gets first strike because you're just so fucking quick on your feet and it's very cool to put on that different mindset and say wow how will i fight this battle you know it I, I really enjoy that kind of, I, I I don't know that I've changed my life by being able to visualize and then adopt into myself, but it's really cool just to try somebody else on Absolutely. You in
0: your body for it, 60 years. It's you know called role-playing for a reason. And, and two of my most memorable, oh wait, before I tell that story, Wipeout, now that I'm thinking about it, they actually had several games for the Xbox Connect where you would have to do this as a, a wall is coming in to contort yourself into it and stuff.
1: Exactly. So that's yeah, i I uh, went and read the website and they have all of that information that it wasn't only in the United States, it was in multiple, uh, uh, you know, countries. So Argentina had, had uh, El Grosso Wipe Auto or something. I am so <laughs> grotesque in my westernness, it, but 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 they also said they, they had multiple games and that exactly that, that you had to be able to like do amazing weird dodges and think of yourself in 3D space for a lot of people, even if you're doing a 3D shooter, you're not really putting yourself through that. You almost have just a gun out in front of you. You know what I mean? So right. a lot of people mentioned how much they love playing them because it was something they had never tried yeah. to do before.
0: Yeah. You know, and it's a safe so, environment. So so yeah. my two favorite characters I ever did, played with d d now, the the group I play with, there's a lot of, there's the rules guy that literally we will take <laughs> an hour for one segment of a battle because he has to look up 50 different rules to get the Everything right role. Everything
1: in the charts, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I never
0: played, when I did campaigned uh, star wars Uh, you guys are taking too long battle droids come around the corner now what are you doing but so (laughs) we got and then we got my friend brian who very regimented he's the one definitely if you play it with video games okay if we attack this and we hit this and we this first and then this and it's all regimented but he plays DD like that and i'm like so i played a character the dumb smart guy or the dumb strong guy so I was, you know, very like 19 strength, but my intelligence was only like eight. So he hated it because every battle I'd be like, all right. And I do the spoon and go running. And he's like, no, stop, stop. We got to cast our spells. And I just blow all his plans <laughs> out the way. He hated it. But even better was when I couldn't play that campaign. Other Mm. people took my character and kept playing it the same way. And Mm.
1: (laughs) you must have seen the little video with Leroy Jenkins, right? There is a huge battle in World of Warcraft where they're going up against the boss monster of all boss monsters, a chromatic dragon or something that like 10 dragons in a hallway and they all start to discuss and who's going to spell and how are we going to do that and Leroy Jenkins just yells his name Leroy Jenkins and runs into this room and they go oh we're going to get to it and, and it just it was the ultimate <laughs> blow everybody's plans out of the matter moment yeah. and yet people
0: like they would love doing that you yeah know what I
1: mean? they just roll
0: the dice maybe I'll get a
1: critical hit. who knows yes.
0: <laughs> and, 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 and seriously if I die so what I'll roll another character and we keep going. But That's I had right. a fun time. Um, <laughs> I played a giant that was afraid of the dark in the very first <laughs> campaign. Mm -hmm. I I was a teenager, but the very first campaign, our village gets attacked by dragons and we escape through the mountains, but there's no lighting. So I'm holding the one torch and walking backwards slowly. And Brian's yelling at me, get a move. I'm like, no, it's scary. And our our GM is laughing because he's going with it. And he's like, oh, you're you're doing good. You're fine. We're just, but my favorite was I created a thief. That he couldn't find traps, he couldn't disarm traps, he could set them off by stepping on them or running <laughs> into them all the time. I we were, I was bored because everybody was damaged after something. So Brian's, like, okay, we're gonna hole up in the hotel for three days and do and I'm like heal. Exactly. Uh. So I says, I'm gonna crawl out the window and go look for some bread. No, don't do that. I'm like, no, I'm going out the-. and I tripped and fell right onto some guards who called all the other guards and everybody's hurt we're trying to defend the hotel and get out and we burn it down and they were chasing us through the city and he's so mad at me he's like you ever do that again you are never playing at this house ever they would send me ahead to look for traps they would come around the corner and i'd be hanging upside down with a rope around my foot hey could you help me no leave him there we're going on and they left me hanging for the rest of the day (laughs) man but it was i had so much fun doing that you
1: obviously have played a lot so have i everybody has their favorite stories and characters i'll throw a couple of mine out there i played a guy where we really did roll authentically a three six sided dice to get your three to 18 and one guy i rolled up that had a charisma of three so he was like the ugliest most pussy like I would walk down the street and children would run away screaming women would feel like and so I'd be like having I'd be sitting he's got a belly up to the bar and almost I have an ear discharge or something (laughs) terrible and I loved playing that character because it was that level of chaos that you were talking about. I was trying to play it authentically, but every time that the DM would roll, he'd say, here's the latest awful thing that happened to you. You know what I mean? You farted so that you offended the Duke, and now he's going to order all of his guards <laughs> to slay your party because it was so incredibly rancid. and <laughs> All That's awesome. those kinds of things. I played a big dumb character named Thork, and same kind of thing. I would just i liked fighting so i would attack and kill anything and this was what got me in trouble and you, you can't bear in mind when did we start playing i was probably playing when i was like 14 years yeah old. yeah the ridiculous stupid stuff is funny that i would never think is funny as an adult <laughs> but, but nowadays they have <clears throat> tea bagging when you defeat a, an enemy halo used, brought that on to just pee on them when i would defeat them i would just pee on the battlefield especially on them And eventually the DM got me where I peed on somebody that like Electrum or something was electrified and boy, I got quite the zap and I had to roll for recovery. And I did not indeed lose even the most important item, (laughs) but I was out of commission. That's (laughs) awesome. The whole party was really amused by, but tired of how many times that got us in trouble. If you win a battle, but then the chief commander of the other side sees you paying such horrible disrespect to their troops they're going to come after you me personally right. no, my, my personally so that kind of stuff quick my, my oh, uh, hope you don't mind two more stories yeah please we, we, we had one time we were a party and the dungeon master was really good he had all kinds of great traps and stuff like that so we walk into a room and there's a huge treasure chest inside, like a sealed glass bowl, like an upside down, like a snow globe. Okay, and so we have magic users and, and uh, clerics and stuff like that. We're going. Okay, so what's wrong here? You know what I mean? We is the is the we're not water in there, but is that acid? No, it's really just water. And uh, and we know it's like we, we we're crunching into the room. There's, it's old. It's been a long time there. So there's like crunchy dust all around us and stuff like that. And we're testing: is the treasure chest going to explode if we do it? Is there is is the water alive? You can have it you know, that it's. Uh, a shape-shifting glob monster or something nope eventually we just we do everything we can to test it crack the globe all the water comes down and that's when we find out that the previous party had set off a fireball in this room to kill a huge black pudding the black pudding with the water reconstituted. reconstituted And all of a sudden, we're <laughs> w- waist deep. And, and for those who don't know d and a black pudding is a terrible monster. It's a big glob that like, eats flesh, but not metal, if I remember correctly. Or maybe it's... Uh, well, well, what, yeah, globs, right. Yeah. And there's different globs that some eat your weapons, some eat you, and that kind of stuff. And so we had to fight for our lives in the middle of this black pudding. And we're already in, so we couldn't get outside. And of course, the act of cracking the globe had close the door so we're trapped in there we can't get outside and fireball it and i don't if i remember right i don't think we survived it was like it was this perfect trap even though we checked it in every way that we possibly could so here's again keep in mind that i must have been like maybe 16 when we were doing this we were at gen con and before gen con was huge gen con nowadays takes over indianapolis it used to take over milwaukee for a long time it was at the whitewater campus of University of Wisconsin and it really was a smaller but very intense wonderful gathering. It was when like the creators of DD, Gary Gygax and the TSR guys would run games and stuff like that. And everybody that was there really loved doing it. Everybody stayed up all night. Showers were optional. It was really a gamey gamers type thing. But boy, what an immersion if you love that kind of stuff. So we're we go to there's a thing where there's multiple parties that are going to competing in a shared city. And um you have to find certain objects people put them together into a, a goblet or something like that, that then, that's then going to allow you to drink from the water of life and win the game. Um we go to a shopkeeper who has one part of the goblet that we really need. And we so can we buy it from? You? Can we what can we trade you for? We have and we have amassed all kinds of treasure up to that point. The shopkeeper will not take anything. What he wants is to be with a member of our party. And he's a guy, and we're all guys, and so we're like. Oh, uh, well, we just couldn't do it. You know what I mean? When you're like a 16 year old guy, that's just, you just won't, you just won't do it. So we leave the shop knowing that we're leaving this match behind and we, you can encounter other parties while you're in the game and we defeat another party, but we didn't, don't kill them all. We actually charm one, a guy who was playing an elf. And so we take all of the char- all the, the, the party and all their treasure and go back to this guy. And we go, so you know, now we got the, I don't know, this magic wand uh, plus five. We got, et cetera, et cetera. And the guy goes, nope, still, nope. I, you, you know what I want. The party, we look at each other and we've got the guy from the third party with his chart. We go, give him the elf. (laughs) And he goes like a real moment where the guy looks to the sky. I hope it doesn't come across as homophobic because I'm so much not. It just was in that situation, 16 year old guys and that they had introduced this element into the game that they knew was going to make all kinds of people uncomfortable but in a very funny way yeah we tell that story that guy forever tells that story the DM forever tells that story it really was a wonderful we got out of it we yeah. found a magic item if you will <laughs> and it's his little elf self that's what we're going to do right well, <laughs> it was I, terrible
0: <laughs> I, I I loved that I helped introduce my son and some of his friends to RPGs they would come over and we would play d I ran it and they still talk about the one time and the one kid was like me I'm just going for it and okay roll and he trips and falls and bashes his head and then almost gets his arm severed and he's like almost dead the rest of the party just has to scramble to pull him out of harm's way while they're fighting off whatever creature it was and then they were, like, pissed off at him because now right. they had to find their way back through the dungeon. Now, keep in mind, I was running an old-school dungeon, not a newer one. So okay. it really was, you should map this. You really should map this. And they wouldn't, didn't want to do it. It was too much work. So I'm like, oh, okay. God. And then they got lost getting out. And exactly. they were so mad. They drug him purposefully. <laughs> they veered in the town. They were dragging him by his feet. His head's right through horse manure (laughs) and he's like guys seriously and they started really getting into it because when they went back they the one they one guy set off a trap and he fell into a pit and then it covered up and then like hobgoblins attacked. so their best fighter is trapped in the pit and the rest of them are fighting off hobgoblins he can't get out because everyone's on top of the trap and he was into it so he's like pounding on the table going guys let me out guys let me out the whole time we're running the the rest of the battle and these guys they, they were all getting into it because this is like no let them out let them know i'm rolling like, roll and i go like, oh, you get knocked over i block it I mean, they're really getting into it and they're standing up not even sitting in their chairs he's right, pounding right. on the table it was one of those and they still talk about it they're like do you remember when you know we dragged jared's head through the horse
1: manure i have a similar experience not my son, but my younger brother, I introduced him and a whole bunch of his friends to this kind of stuff. And boy, they ran with it far more than I ever did. I used to be involved in individual games. They had what they called the party. They had a bunch of guys that played together for three years, especially over the summer when school was out. They went over to my younger brother's house, Bruce's house, my mom's house, where Bruce lived, and played all day long. And of course, had, oh, good Lord, pretzel sticks and powdered donuts and all the horrible snack food that you can imagine. But when you're young, you just burn that stuff off. Yeah. And they there for hmm. TSR used to have modules that they did where they created a whole bunch of different things. The racial rift, glacial rift of the frost diet, jar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like 15 connecting things, and they worked their way through the entire campaign wow. from out in the wilderness to cities to glaciers to volcanoes and whatever else it might be. And they just they very much, like some of them, still that's their nickname within the group. You know what I mean? If Thaddeus was the thief, a lot of people call him thad instead of mark and stuff like that and and i occasionally joined them i'd roll up a character and be part of it and stuff like that and i wouldn't try to disrupt anything because i had such a cool such a bonding experience and that kind of stuff but I always try to do a little bit of, what if we tried this? I used to have a, well, what I wanted to have was like a halberd or a long pole you had to carry around. I would have a screw together 10 foot pole where you could carry it. It's like Daredevil's baton, if you will, Uh but you could segment it. So then you could reach out and touch a door without having to be there and just blow it open have it blow up when you open it and stuff like that. And any number of other things that I had thought of over the course of the years, was it legit for the time period? You really can't have anything automated maybe magical but if you really did have back then the idea of screwing something together and so it i gave them a whole bunch of good ideas that i think that they enjoyed and stuff like that and it was just so much fun to be like part of their group for a while you know what i mean they they invited me in and i was able to Uh, the old old veteran L is going to show i didn't try to show them how to do it i was just so happy to blend in and the chatter they had going on and stuff in college i played a game where and and sometimes this happened some people, good, DM, uh, uh, good DMs know how to balance the game. They run the campaign so that you grow v- gradually. And it really is the monsters that you meet or the treasure that you get is so that you gradually go up. Instead of you you roll and there's a chart of a hundred weapons and a guy early one game got like Mjolnir, got Thor's hammer. And then it totally changed the game. Yeah. Everything we met, he was just like, plink, destroys a werewolf with the hammer, 36 hit points or something like that. And so one time we did it where a guy we had gotten together for friday or saturday night we're gonna play through the night a guy had a bag of holding and he had a thing again like a shard of a hundred where you 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 accumulate enough gold and you pay him and he will reach into the bag and take out whatever it is and the party gets that he reached into the bag and pulled out the nostromo which is the spaceship in alien we were in a room and so he crushed the entire party we had to start over like that the fucking game was over if we had pulled it out and it was like in a field it still would have been vastly disproportionate and wrong but it would have been now we can go from city to city quickly instead of eight days of marching through infested right. fields and all that kind of stuff and we just he it happened at the very wrong time yeah that's <laughs> hilarious so anyway so
0: my my son since high school they have played a couple times and he actually does like a jedi council thing whoever can mm. come over comes over and then they set up laptops and skype in other players and so people will play that way and now i we were talking about the vr goggles they got stuff you can do that with the vr goggles with tabletop simulator and stuff through steam and it's you don't have to lose your friends and the games if you can't see each other and not just because of covid
1: i have we talked about vr and the 3d goggles for a while if there's anything that's going to get me to do that it's to be like man could i really get together with my High school or my college crowd yeah. or any number of people that i played with over the course of time, it would be so interesting just to try it. Yeah. I think I might have mentioned we at one point played LAN parties. I consulted to Americans for a long time, and we would get together when nobody else was there, so we had access to multiple machines that were all cubicles. right When, when you had
0: to use a business's LAN for any real networking abilities. Exactly, exactly. <laughs>
1: And then when I was working on Gambit, I actually had my own executive suites place. and We'd take over their conference room and everyone would bring in their own rigs. But as long as you had that, the ability to Wi-Fi, it wasn't Wi-Fi together. It was land. And we, it the same kind of thing. We would play until dawn. Our... Various different wives and girlfriends and families must have thought, "Okay, Daddy's gone mad. Is he out like we're not like on a caper robbing a bank? No, we're killing orcs and Balrogs and stuff over there at the executive
0: suites. Oh, so much fun though! So much fun. We've got, and this is one of those stupid things." that we pretty much all like Stranger Things on Netflix. And they released a Stranger Things D&D set. It's very simple. I had to ramp it up a little bit to make it at least a little more interesting. But uh, we've always wanted to sit down and all play it. We just haven't. It's stupid. But I've also been thinking recently about running a Star Wars game. Whoever telling people, whoever wants to come, we're running Star Wars. We're not going to spend three hours rolling characters. but We're going to make, have a whole bunch ready. We can customize them a bit. I just want to play. And with that, it's always fun to have the miniatures. So I, I'll, I'll throw it out. I did order the Creelty Ender version too. So I've got that shipping yeah, on its it. way.
1: What I'd love to do is have, again, masked up or whatever we have to do to have Colleen and I both come over because Colleen, I think, has never done anything like this and and she's game as hell she's so wonderful in terms of how much she will enthuse and try things with me and sometimes they're not to her taste but she's also not going to be the wet blanket when we went to a murder mystery you know what i mean she was putting on the accents just like everybody else like she was the only new and and you know what i mean all that kind of stuff so it would be really cool to see what would happen with crazy veterans and noobs yes People who have seen all the movies, or people who have seen, I I watched them because uh, my boyfriend wanted to go with.
0: You can rent rooms. There's a place called the Malted Meeple over in Hudson that you can rent rooms. They have specifically for uh, role playing games. So you have a uh,
1: whole big table, and you oh, yes, that, that'd be I I love when a gaming store has that that they actually have a couple rooms in the back, and on Friday and Saturday night they are indeed populated yep. with the people. And, I,
0: and <laughs> they have the best milkshakes at. Ah, malted meeple it would so make sense. malted meeple yeah exactly. yeah that's so, one of those
1: great code terms if you drop meeple into conversation you'll quickly find out what some people give you what the hell are you talking about right and everybody else gives you the got it you know
0: what i mean <laughs> <laughs> right yeah yeah we haven't been over there obviously they they actually closed down because of covid but then they had some investor come and they were able to open back up and they've been running different type of events so maybe we should. Make a trip over there. I'd love to go check that place out. It's been a while. I did order the Creelty Ender version two. I looked at your pressa, and you're right. Those are beautiful machines, but I'm going, man, I can't justify the cost. I'm not right. saying they're For outrageous. Start, a machine
1: too. I'm not brilliant yeah. at this yet. I really should get something that's 200 bucks and uh, about well, it and then step I, up if I need more. You know I found
0: I a couple places on eBay that have wonderful reps and they sell new stuff. So I got a version two for the price of the version one that I was looking at a year ago. Good for you. They keep creating new and then the old
1: ones get refurbished or upgraded if they can be, but they're already used. So you get a big break in price. That's a great idea.
0: So uh, it was 150 bucks. That's pocket change really for new tech. I've spent that much on one tire for cars. So I figure it's not that big a deal if we use it for a while and then it sits and gathers dust, but it'll give me a good idea of, how much do we really want to use it? Or how hard is it to use? And right. what's it look like? And it's one of those things we've. None of us have ever done. I take that back. Colin and Megan did it in high school. They actually had three D printers. They did projects. And I want to
1: maker's, s- makers lab and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Okay.
0: I, I want to see if I get a file, how hard it is to get it printed to look like what I expect and can i modify them with my limited skills in any way just whatever so we'll see what happens it's going to A come Is just
1: to keep my programming hand in like we've talked about with christmas light displays and stuff like that i miss it terribly that cycle of okay it's working but not quite try this and then okay that worked but this broke and then as you Eliminate all the things that can go wrong and you get closer and closer to it, like being, if not perfect, at least sturdy, there's a very satisfying thing to that cycle of iteration and fixing and coming to understand it more deeply and being able to not only run into problems, but say, but if I change this here, I got to go make sure that I don't let this happen because it's passing a variable through and now I'm passing three. And I like how my mind works and gears up to do that kind of stuff. And it's getting rusty with my not doing it constantly. I, I, same you know I And mean? so, yeah. <laughs> the job
0: I have when I started, it was pretty much all programming and it's whittled down over the years where I'm doing like data entry and administrative stuff. And I'm just like, Ugh. but now the programming stuff I do have is working on this WordPress, customized WordPress site, you know, that somebody else did. And so now it's more frustrating because I don't understand the framework as well. I'm learning it, but I don't know all their customizations, and some of them are questionable. And, and and worse is now that I got this Mac and I've got the Unity and Game Maker, and I've been playing with some of that. So that's fun. This is not so much fun. I I um, worked
1: for a friend for a while maintaining their old, and this is really old, like. Foxbase mailing and sorting and running a mail order distribution business, if you will. And because it was Foxbase, I had to bring in a whole bunch of DB3 stuff that I knew and Foxbase and the extensions. And it was, as you, it's not event-oriented programming like everything is nowadays. So you have to really go back to the procedural world. The, while I was working on that kind of stuff, they had one of those situations where in the program, it had variables that were only allowed to be so big and we were going to overflow one of them with just like the employee ID number or something like that. and having to go, okay, how do I, can I expand this variable? If I can't, can I convert it into a, a exponential variable, but I don't really need that. So then I, everywhere I use this, I have to do a conversion back and forth because I can indeed store it, but I can't display that. I, And it was... Like this little thing, I I had actually done stuff millennium consulting wise, everybody was worried about what happens in 1999 when we roll over and things are zero instead of 2000. And everybody was worried about the various different Unix and windows and other maximum date fields or maximum, any number of maxes. And so I really had, I really was, okay, I got to fix this fast because it's about to break, but I loved it. I loved, I really have some good background in this. I know how to do this. And it just was it's maybe you've had this experience sometimes when something really bad could have happened and you avert it you wish you had let it break so that people could panic because when you don't let it happen they have no not no you're just a god appreciation compared to that yes. i really pulled off a miracle here i really it could have gone wrong in a hundred different ways and i I traced everything. I looked at everything. I, I found every people didn't name the field the same thing, but it gets passed as if it's the same thing. So I had to find out that it's not only employee ID, but it's MID and it's SSA, uh, SSN. Like right. all the ways in which the classic stuff that I learned way back in my Pete Marwick days, that I had to avert all of that. And it, I, even though I explained it all, they were just like, I'm glad it's working. So, oh, <laughs> I yeah. really need you to like buy me a cake. I need yeah. you to like it, it's like things. Scotty. Well, it's going to
0: take four hours. One hour later, how'd you get it done so quick? Because people don't realize you you can do. Um, this happens to me all the time with the web stuff. I'll have a designer make a web page, and they show the forms and where everything's laid out, but it's all static data, just dummy data to make to give you a, a mock-up. And right. then they're like, they they spent five hours. Oh, that looks great. Yes. That's exactly what we want. When can we have it go live? I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's going to take probably 20 hours of work for me to make it work correctly. And then some testing, bug testing, making it live. So 25 hours. So next week we'll need, so two weeks from, it looks fine right here. We just need this. They don't get how right. well, you making know this live instead of static making it so that it yeah. isn't just you can put
1: something in but then it stops you from putting in all the bad data they will if you don't cover it at the right. time of entry so you can give it an error code back to them that lets them fix what's wrong all
0: the stuff behind uh, the, the scenes up. yeah the developer went on a nice little program yeah. dragged and dropped and stuff I'm going into code. So there's 5,000 lines of code to make this page look this Hello, way, you know, it's not two yeah. words.
1: Hello world. Exactly. Right. That. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and the problem I get now a lot is when I, especially with the new member center is when I run into a problem, they're like, how long does that go take to fix? And I'm like, I can't even tell you. Cause I'm not even sure where I have to look to fix it. So I got to right. figure out where it is to fix it before I can even figure out what it's going to take to fix it.
1: Exactly. I started to do that all the time. What I can tell you is it's going to take me four hours to figure out what I even need to fix and give you an estimate. <laughs> yes. Four hours. Like, Have you looked at your code base? It's got 20 years worth of cruft that 30 different people have worked on all with their own programming. And I hesitate to call it style. All with their own programming <laughs> standards uh-huh. at desperation and not meant to last forever. So I need, there's a lot of familiarizing myself
0: oh yeah and it's, <laughs> the, 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 what, what uh, people don't get sometimes is you have to figure out what the problem is it's like a doctor or an auto mechanic you have to figure out where that noise is coming from what's making the error and stuff oh now that i know what's doing it well here i put a comma in. it's fixed it took 30 seconds to fix it but five and a half hours to figure out where that comma was needed right. and that time frame <laughs> (laughs) is diminished through the years of experience oh i know that's going to be this so now i did it in 30 minutes
1: similar exactly yeah it's funny i have had one of my uh biggest uses of analogies as i've become an adult has not been writing and in conversation. It's been explaining what I do for a living when I was a coder. You know what I mean? Especially you're, when you started to say, "It's you're an auto mechanic and you have to like, you get experience over the time of, that sounds like this, feels like this. I've seen something like this before. I used to compare it with, you've got people on staff that have worked on this before so I can be a doctor and go to the patient and say, what were you trying to do here? And et cetera, et cetera. If nobody is left from that, now I have to be a veterinarian. The doggie cannot tell me anything of what's causing him to hurt, so I have to really be a miracle worker in figuring out what right. all it could be with him giving me some indication, but I don't have any direct line
0: into anyway oh yeah so when it comes i will work on printing something out and seeing how it goes i've got from humble bundle through the years i have purchased a few sets of 3d printer files for D. some really cool looking figures so i can grab a whole bu- in anticipation that i would one day use them <laughs> yeah. that, everybody has those things i have so
1: now I'm really jealous. And now I really, I have a uh, lot of fun. Sorry, stuff. Colleen. Because <laughs> I so much, it's not only the purposeful stuff that I've talked about. I want to fix some puzzles. I want to see what I can do. Um, I really always wanted to have just like that. I want a dragon. And I want a dragon. Just, I want my dragon to be on the desk. Not I want to go buy it in a store. To, to hark back, one of the great things about my younger brother's party was that they have miniatures. And they were multiple that were expert painters. And so when they played, they often had the party kind of moved along and stuff like that. And they could visualize, but man, they looked great. So they had an insignia on their shield. They had all the various different colors in there. It was, and so that's what I want to do is if I want to have, A little guy that's like me that I bring to gaming sessions and say, This will be my avatar no matter what game we're playing. In Monopoly, I don't want to be the car or that. I want to be a little Al, you know? Oh, yeah. I want to to make a little Al and a little Colleen and and silly stuff, you know? it, Oh, I'm, boy, I'm, I'm like jealous to the point of action. I really might need to do what you did because I. I'm pretty, I know that I want to learn more about it. And of course, the right way to learn is to not buy the Cadillac, is to buy the Model T where there's only so many things that can go wrong. And it might be that I'm already beyond that, but I don't think so. I think I really need to learn this 3D world and how the various tools work and then think of where do I want to go next. Right,
0: yeah. And again, the ender, the cruelty ender. Oh, the other thing about those is it's all open source. So the the code is open source that you can actually adjust change if you really desire to i don't i just want it to work really so okay here here's my business idea al and Mm -hmm. i was talking to my cousin about this and he called me like two weeks afterwards and said dude i've been thinking about that and that's just the greatest idea this is the idea so have you seen now when they do for pregnant women, they don't just do the, what, what do they call the, the, the thing? Ultrascan u- or Ultrasound. Yeah, the ultrasound, ultrasound and give you like a MRI printout. They're doing well, 3D ones words, where yes. they send you a 3D file to look at on your screen. So I'm like, hey, if that's a 3D file, can you print it? Because think about that. Hey, ladies, send us your 3D scanned baby. We'll print it out and send your baby back to you. Oh my God. Think oh my. about that.
1: So that's a little eerie, actually. It's
0: very eerie, but. Euro is like
1: really unformed and like not (laughs) lovable yet. Yes.
0: But women love love that stuff. Uh, Look, it's my baby. And 20 years later, this was you before you were born. Uh, It's just, that's one of those things that I think seems really weird and creepy now. But I think families, couples. Exactly. Having, I don't know.
1: This is an thing. I've seen displays where they say, "Here's the various different—the two week, four week, yeah, 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 baby—and and to see the miracle of that—wow, uh, little fingers are forming, little eyes. It's it's really turning away from a kidney bean, and the miracle of DNA is programming to make an actual human being. How cool is that? And I actually would, were I to have a child, it'd be very cool to say, "Yeah," and here's the history. Here's how Miracle Alex
0: came to be. Colleen used to cuddle this one, the plush boy of your baby. You know what I mean? (laughs) I wonder, think about this. I wonder if the age progression software would work for a fetus to progress them to like age five. Here's what your kid's going to look like at age five.
1: Wow. That's interesting. You know what I mean? I I know that, boy, the more that we're getting, and this this is a huge discussion, actually. One of the first things that's usually said about Genetic manipulation is to, to worry about how many people would make all their babies have the same characteristics. As they want all their babies to be strong and swift, to be smart and beautiful, to be et cetera, et cetera. And that the and it isn't only a matter of stopping them from having terrible diseases. If I had a genetic way to get rid of, you know, uh, sickle cell anemia or Tay right. or I'm trying to think what other things I'm pretty sure are linked directly to genetic inheritance it would be an amazing, miraculous thing to be able to say those things will never burden humanity again. And then, of course, it becomes a matter of some things aren't only a, a disease, there may be a disability. And how much do we get to play? God is often the phrase used. Yeah. Are we really going to stop people from having, being on the spectrum somewhere, from having autism or Down syndrome, from having um, a missing limb or something like that. And they're not any less worthy of being a human being because of all those things but some people really would want their baby to be i want apgar 10 i want my baby to have all the limbs and good eyesight and etc etc so it would be interesting to be able to see here's your baby what we know of it genetically and then age it forward and would somebody really say i don't want my baby to look like that so let's that's true let's stop it or yeah let's- weekend at least change it from brown to blue eyes if you wanted a blue-eyed baby some people it really is only a matter of taste what do you call it you know there's no real value to some of these things really is you know there's a about somebody being tall or something like that Um,
0: i think that's uh, neil stevenson's next book using 3d technology and nanotechnology and creating a modern village of the damned (laughs)
1: Oh, man, exactly. Little psionic right? babies. Here, we, again, we have no list of what we're going to talk about. Whenever I think of those kinds of things for myself, always what I think of is I'd love for my senses to be enhanced and for my ability to heal and maybe stay alive for a long time to be enhanced. I've never had a problem with the me of me, what my face looks like, my my relative height, weight, size, hair color, It always was like, I'd love to. It's kind of funny because I have pretty good sight and pretty good hearing and all that kind of stuff. But it'd be very cool to have eyesight that really can see further or nearer. Eyesight that can see further into the spectrum. So you get the ability to summon the infrared and the ultraviolet hearing. And I guess daredevil type senses, senses where you could hear an individual voice somewhere in the city that you had not only the ability to do it, but the ability to um, distinguish between things so that it wouldn't be cacophony continually bombarding with you because you hear everything and that kind right. of stuff and so do you what do you have like i don't know i, I could i, I yeah. that, that's why i always think i don't think of gosh i wish i was handsomer i'm okay <laughs> I, I don't want to be so handsome that, that was what people only thought of me right i mean if i was john davidson pretty there's already then uh, an expectation that you're showing well, your age. Ladies, really pretty ladies complain about this kind of often. And it's not always accepted. Like, you, what do you have to complain about? You're beautiful. If by being beautiful, it means that everybody takes you lightly instead of serious. Yeah. Attract like the wrong kind of guy—the ones that only care about pretty—and not that you're also really smart and really like a wonderful person and resilient and witty and all those other things that are so much more what matters than a pretty and, face to me. And I, you
0: know? <laughs> I think th- here's one of the problems, and just one of the problems with that when you look into it is somebody may want to change such and such about themselves—this, that, the other thing, blah, blah, blah—but that changes them so much that saygina, Wants to change something about her, and she changes these things. Now she's not the same person to me, and I don't like her as much. I don't think she looks as good, or she's as much fun to talk. She thinks now I'm perfect. Yeah, Yeah, we all like different stuff. So how hard? Plus, with humans, man, our mental state is so variable. Today, I may say this. Tomorrow, I may say something completely different, depending on my mental state. So where do you stop? It it is one of those William Gibson cyberpunk stories where the people in the future, every week, they're cutting off a body part, putting a different one on. A new shell they put on.
1: They've actually, that world of science fiction about cloning and genetic manipulation, they actually have all kinds of terms for that. What frame are you wearing today? What can, (laughs) as, as it isn't, it's only science fiction. People really are nowadays so much talking about, I'm a lady, but I'm in a guy's body and I would like to be a woman instead of a man. And there sure is a lot of work to be done to change that. But, and then a lot of what you just talked about, well, is that you're really feeling bad now or is it a long time thing? Is it, and, right. and, boy, I, I so much don't want to blunder. There's so much amazingly deep psychology and understanding and love that has to go into this that I don't want to make it. Is it here's a little chart and here's how you would know. But, but there, there's got to be like getting a tattoo. You do a, a moment's thought, a permanent thing. And I that's, maybe that's one of those things that I have not gotten a tattoo because I don't have anything that I've said, I know that I will love that forever. Even And, and a lot of people, they don't wait until that happens. They wait until they're drunk in Vegas and then they wake up with Tweety Bird on them. Hey. <laughs> what were you thinking and now that's forever you know that's, what I mean. that's a jimmy
0: buffett song i think so
1: or <laughs> the people they get when well, they were in love with someone and oh no it didn't work out and so then they go through all the difficulty of getting that removed or blocked over or whatever else it might be so that all those questions that come into it about the permanence of those kinds of changes and that we haven't gotten it that you can every week choose what sex you want to be or what smart you want to be yeah or, what taste do you want to be? you know what I mean? And we haven't gotten there yet.
0: <laughs> have you read Prey by Michael Crichton? Michael Crichton,
1: I have not. He's, he's on my list. I love his, his yeah. science fiction is more science than just
0: extrapolating yes.
1: fiction. He's really rigorous. So yeah. anyway.
0: Prey deals with that exactly. It's nanotechnology that gets loose, but it's still under a person's control, but it like starts sapping their essence, their selves. So these people are getting... Uh, their bodies overtaken by the nanotechnology. It's very much like venom. And so when you see them, it's like the most perfect looking version of themselves that doesn't alter anything, but it's like enhances so it's a perfect version of themselves but when the technology leaves it's like a shri- shriveled up dried husk that can barely move and stuff and they can't think straight anymore
1: And actually did claim some of them yes in the of working oh my Okay. so it's a
0: good book it was, it's one of those i've read two or three times just because again like you said his writing is phenomenal interesting yeah yeah so
1: it, let's see, what do we, I guess this can segue into, I did watch the final Hawkeye.
0: <laughs> okay, good. Yes, I was on the list. I was going to ask you about Hawkeye.
1: <laughs> exactly. It's uh, And like that, that, so much of the series, and in a very Marvel way, is not about, hey, what current hijinks are these people up to? They have deep history. Hawkeye's been around in the Marvel Universe for a long time and has not always been a good guy, he's been a bad guy and associated with all different kinds of things and has done things that people really want to take their revenge or at least understand what the hell was going on at the time. And he's taken out multiple identities. He was Roman for a while, you know what I mean? That he had to hide from his Hawkeye identity because horrible things had to be done. Anyway, it, that brings to mind a little bit what we're talking about that people really do over the course of time they're different people they change their identities they're forced yeah. to make tough choices and then once you've made that choice there's no going back and it's not only the you that has to suffer for it there's other people and sometimes not only suffer but desire revenge and so the reintroduction of kingpin and what he that has, was awesome that was awesomely well done i guess as usual we should probably say hey folks spoilers <laughs> ahead but almost <laughs> all we talk about where the first 20 million people, 100 million people that want to see it have seen it. And I just don't feel that cautious nowadays Yeah, about talking about things that most people who would listen to our podcast are probably enough like us that they're current with lots of different things. If you talk about something early and I haven't seen it, it was my fault. I have so much in my queue that I didn't get to that. Okay. Yeah. Spoil it for me. It's just, oh, so, so what did you, I, I thought, for instance, the, the, Fighting the clipping between the various different fights that the swordsman gets involved, and in, and Hawkeye and Echo and Kingpin and, and and the new Hawkeye and all the lady the names that she
0: proposes for
1: herself, Lady Hawk. And stuff oh my like God, that. those were those so good! Very wittily done, exactly
0: that. So, I loved, and this is the great thing about what Marvel has actually been doing. I'm thinking of this from the story standpoint. Is You have this problem sometimes in the comics and you have this problem with movies. I've got my fast and the furious background. Those I'm pointing like it's really there, (laughs) Um, but those movies suffer from this, that, Okay, last time we blew up the uh, Golden Gate Bridge. Now we have to blow up NASA Space Center. Now we have to, it has to keep getting bigger and more outrageous. This ninth movie from them, I was like, this movie's stupid because they're doing (laughs) such outrageous things. Even I can't suspend my my disbelief.
1: That's a great way to put it, suspending disbelief.
0: But with Hawkeye, we had Endgame, which was huge and we're saving the freaking unit, multiverse practice and it was just so big and so much there and everything they could have really come back with these latest movies as well we have to get bigger and they didn't and hawkeye is the perfect example of that because he's not trying to save the world he's not even trying to save new york He's just trying to get rid of that dumb suit throughout the whole show. That's all it is. I want to get rid of that suit, remove Ronan from existence, and Kingpin won't have to come after us. It's a small personal problem, but the story works so well, and they did great car chase. Kate Bishop was hilarious. She's like, "What's this do?" Oh, that she gets all excited and shoots it. She's like, "Oh, exactly." (laughs) Them
1: them playing with the trick arrows was
0: really well done. Exactly. (laughs) And and I I, I forget the girl's name that played her. She was a a singer. Gina showed me some songs videos, but when she got the part. She was so excited. She went out and signed up for archery lessons from a master archer and oh, learned God. how to really
1: Healy Satterfield.
0: Yes. And learned how to really shoot bow and arrow and stuff. Then she shows up on set and she's all excited. Jeremy Murray says, ah, don't worry about that. There's aren't any arrows. It's all, it's all CG. And she's, <laughs> she was very disappointed from what I hear. But the dedication to learning to shoot, I, I was very impressed by that with her. because think how that did inform her performance
1: yes absolutely like you really know how to shoot a bow instead of just like comic book haha right way of doing it it really does that then them integrating you into the cgi and making it all look overall believable it's 80 of the way there
0: instead of 50
1: that's you yeah. know how to cast herself so that her weight's on the right foot and that right. kind of stuff <laughs> i
0: remember episode three revenge of the sith star wars ewan mcgregor and hayden christensen spent eight weeks rehearsing and practicing that final sword fight yes exactly. eight <laughs> weeks all they did for eight to ten hours a day was practice that sword fight so it would so, look right and yes. sound
1: right and yeah yes, yes. so i
0: love that she really got into it and they really did they had a great balance it had humor it had an action it had uh you were wanting to see more they introduced they brought Ping back oh my god colin went crazy on that one exactly. he loves daredevil and yeah, charlie her, was her, in spider-man right. sorry
1: no really it's just that they had it only in six episodes they have that um, her mom turns out to not be just a wonderful mom yeah and they had all kinds of things that were like okay you really don't know growing up how everything works and you don't even know necessarily your own parents and their background and that parents will really do almost anything for their children you know what i mean to yeah, protect yeah. them even if it's in a